What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a wonderful and exciting brand new Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and you are listening to 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Or you're catching a streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, I'm Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, that's me. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I am ill-prepared, but entirely ready to be here. Wow, that, um, I, I believe almost every word of that? Mm-hmm. It feels right. Yeah, why not? Um, how, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I have been working on some super secret projects, so more on that later. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Uh, this weekend is the debut of our brand new show, Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio, streaming on 660 AM. Um, we're going to hopefully have a link up for you so you can check it out. You can catch the live stream of it. Or if not, the podcast will, you've got it set up. When, when does the podcast debut? What time? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I still haven't set it up yet, but it can pretty much debut anytime we want it to. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll roll it like Right after, like twelve oh one, kind of a thing. All right. So Sunday at midnight. Sunday at midnight. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's been a busy weekend for us. And next weekend is Comic Palooza. The weekend after that is Comic Conroe. Um. It's a busy couple of weeks down here at the Nerd Thug Radio offices, which consists of uh bedrooms, just bedrooms. Yeah, two bedrooms like that. That's how we do business in the bedroom. Bounce. Yeah. I was gonna say it's really inconvenient. No, no place <laughs> to sit down. It's just a bed in a room. You know, not to put any particular person on blast, but uh, I house sit for my sister a lot. Uh, her mm. daughter's wonderful. Um, I, I love house sitting for them. It's a beautiful house, but their downstairs has no spaces like primed for how I do work. Yeah, no, you are you are you are in you are in a bad like location if you want to sit down and get things done. <laughs> like it's it's hard. Like they, she doesn't have she, upstairs. She has an office, but downstairs she doesn't have anything. Sort of, I like to have like TV background noise. Um, you know, I can play with the dog and stuff. I get stuff done. That's not a problem. But like, there's not a good spot downstairs to really work. So like, you have to go upstairs to get work done. It's very odd. To my, it's it's hard to. Like in my bedroom, I've got a couple different spaces where I can work and still see the TV or hear like music or something, mm-hmm. but I can't do that there. It's odd. It's just a weird setup. Very strange. A lot of people have their houses like that, though, where like the downstairs has no workspace. Uh, I, I can see that, I guess. My, mine doesn't, but I made one, so. Right. Y'all used, you guys used to have like the office right there in the front when you walked in. Then when y'all did the rebuild, no office downstairs. It's okay. Uh, I basically use what used to be the office as an office. You've you've recaptured it. Yeah. I have my, my laptop set up and I work on a table. <laughs> I mean, listen, someone's got to, you know? Gotta put the work in. It's gotta be me. That's right. Um overall though, I mean, you know, there's a lot going on that we're we're not ready to talk about yet, but it's it's exciting times here at Nerd Thug Radio. But yeah, there's just not a lot of good work. The future, the future is bright, and we'll have hope soon, so. I guess. I hope so, because if the future was dull, I mean, well, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be too much different from the present. <laughs> at least, at least there is a future. That's really what we should be. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's fair. That's fair. 
Um, so, oh man, I wrote a funny story today, and I know I promised the listeners that we would talk about an interesting food item that I bought and tried. Mm-hmm. Um, this is okay. I'm always fascinated by stories involving crows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're pretty spooky animals in general. They're, but there's but there's a weird like group intelligence and sort of like well, they're very intelligent birds. But more than just they know that two plus two is four, kind of intelligent. Like no, they remember you. They're they're social. But there's they can also okay all right so like there's a story that I really like where there's this little girl who always gives gifts to birds and this flock of crows I guess a murder of crows I suppose started bringing gifts to her. Um. And now she keeps all these gifts in little boxes and she puts out her favorites and stuff like that. Sometimes they trade her. Um, but like the crows, they know her, they identify her, they've moved and the crows have found her. Like she is like uh, like a crow princess of some kind. And she feeds them and is nice to them and they, they identify her and they rec- they're like, hey, there's, there's our friend Kathy. Uh, I hope she likes this button I stole off of this schlub down there in Denver. Princess it's, of uh, Crows, indeed. It's just odd. So anyway, I saw this story the other day, and, it, and it, it's kind of just kind of stuck with me all week because it's like, man, this sort of underlines the whole thing about crows. Crows are both interesting and intelligent, like emotionally intelligent, but being emotionally intelligent also means that they can be super petty. Oh yeah, definitely. So, in Japan, they have an issue with crows liking to build their nests in, like, power stations and places where power lines meet. And it keeps causing shortages and outages, and it's it's the most expensive maintenance thing. Not, not including, like, installing new stuff, but it's the most expensive maintenance issue Japan has on its power grid is, like, crows building nests on power lines and it, transformers and such, and it heating up and electricity burning it and causing trouble so japan went on a little crow crushing crow nest crushing like craze where they went through and just all of them took them all off the power lines everyone they found they took them all down and i think japan was trying to tell the crows like hey man not here bro instead what the crows did is they now have kicked in japan nest building into high gear and they are now building more nests than they could even possibly need? Just to spite you. I really think it is just to spite Japan. Like, there's two ways it can go, right? They're an animal, so someone could be like, well, they're afraid you're going to keep breaking them, so they're building extra ones in case they need to run from one to the other. That might be what they're doing. But really, as smart as they are, it actually probably seems like they're like, oh, really? You don't like my nests? Well, then I'm going to have ten of them. It sounds super petty, but it definitely sounds like a crow move. It's just it's it's funny to me because the idea that, that that they were like, "Oh, Japan, you you have a problem with my nests? I can solve that for you." And then they how does how does fifty more nests? <laughs> they just put nests everywhere. Eventually, what's going to happen is the crows are just going to start like hijacking Japanese war drones and turning them on them. I think I think that actually well not the not the hijacking of drones via bird, but there was drone wars that took place during the COVID season because like they were like, Oh no, the, the, the drug sales are down. Well it's time to use drones to sell drugs and then the police were like, It's time to use drones to catch the drones. Well um... and they were like 
it's time to use nets to capture the drones to stop the drones to stop the drones. Eventually you wind up with lions in Central Park. That's how that all ends. Yeah. When and you start going like, we're going to use this to do this and this to do that, eventually it winds up being lions in Central Park is the final answer. Yeah. It's from an old... Or like, or like Doomsday from Batman v Superman. <laughs> well, do you remember there was like this old kids book and it was like... The lady who swallowed a fly? Yeah, and then like they, they keep escalating the animals to solve the next animal problem. Right, and then she dies. I don't know why this is a kid's book. None of the kid's stories end well. I mean, yeah, but like most of them you could be like, yeah, all right. Like that one always ends with her dying. <laughs> like there's not another version where it's like, and then she was fine. <laughs> you know what it is? Is no one's ever been like, we should really rewrite that when we feel bad for the old lady. No. Everyone's just always like, no, she was stupid. Yeah, because like all the Cinderella ones are always like, like they just like they tone down the graphicness of it. Yeah. Well, you know, like the one thing I always think about when we when we get to like the animal solution stuff. And by the way, the answer to the drones is then you release eagles to hunt the drones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put it lions in Central Park. Um, as so, a status symbol, they're not going to touch the eagles. No, well, no, just eventually the eagles have to land to eat the drone, and that's when the lion pounces. Gotcha. <laughs> um, the one I always think about is in Australia, they had a real beetle problem for their, or it might have been even crickets. Big uh, bad beetle borgs. For their, for their crops. Like the crickets were devouring the crops. Might have, I, I might locust have been... swarms. Well, locusts yeah. are just crickets. Are they okay? Okay, they're they're, yeah, they're yeah. advanced. They're advanced grasshoppers. Wow, that's terrifying. It, it, it's it's literally grasshoppers going go, getting so big and like like the mob mentality like takes them over and they just eat everything in a given direction until they either run out of food or die. <laughs> wow, that's it's terrifying. Are, yeah, that sounds awful. Let's not do that. Anyway, there wasn't a natural predator to these locusts for whatever reason. They couldn't do, get anything to stop the swarm. Mm-hmm. So um, a local rich dude was like, oh, I, got a, I got an answer for this. He went and brought in a bunch of toads from like... Oh, yeah, this is where the, the, the cane toad problem comes from. Right. There were two problems with the particular type of toad he grabbed. First of all, this toad doesn't eat locusts. So Second of all... Useless. This toad is poisonous to other animals. Yep. So now it has no natural predators. It doesn't solve the problem. And now they're just multiplying everywhere. So like when you get to any sort of non-metropolitan area of Australia, at night these frogs will just kind of walk out of the woodwork and take over everything and sit in the light and eat small tiny insects. And no one will do anything about it because they're poisonous. Yeah. Yeah, it's what happens when you try and solve problems. Yeah, like, you might you might want like, to do a little more research. Like forcing nature's way, right? Yeah, like at least find the animal that is the natural predator to those beetles. Right. I don't know. Like if you're going to bring something in, at least hire a guy who does the job. Or maybe just see if you can give the crows a contract. It's like, great news, guys. I hired a hitman. It's like, no, that's a sit man. He sits in your couch all day and eats all your food. <laughs> oh. That, is that a... Because I am putting an application in for that today. 
Oh no! And then he's in your house the entire time, and you can't get rid of him because he's got a contract. And he's like, "Hey, you guys got any any Frito Lay's?" No, I haven't been to the store. Well, you're gonna want to get on that because I um already I already ordered some. Yeah, I uh, I ate all your cereal already. First thing that goes in any house I'm in, cereal. I mean, like it's a solid food choice. It's delicious. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't eat cereal first. Especially because uh, it's tied to the milk inextricably, so like, that's true. That's true. All right, so let's get into this here. Uh, I was I was grocery shopping over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cereal, look at this segue. Got him. Yeah, yeah. And I go down one of the aisles and I stop because my eyes said to me, "Corey, you didn't see that, right?" And I was in the oatmeal section of the cereal aisle, so it's the very beginning of the back side of it, right? You know, I said, I said, "Yeah, no." You were in, you were in the hot cereal section, the right. grossest, the was, grossest name of anything ever. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not good. That's I was like, they call me hot cereal. Ugh, ugh. It's never a compliment. It's always a worry. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely stopped and said, "What did I just see?" And I went back and looked, and it was on like one of the end caps. It's one of the hey, look at these. They were on sale for like two fifty. But it's a box, and there's like four different brands. There was a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, a Cocoa Pebbles, a Lucky Charms, and um, I think a Trix is what it was. And all the all the the big, yeah, all the big, yeah. But it's it's oatmeal with the cereal branding, like topping that comes with it. Sounds suspiciously like we want more kids to eat oatmeal. I mean, we probably do. That's probably a healthier choice. But I definitely, I was curious because I like, I do like oatmeal at times, like certain kinds of oatmeal. Apple cinnamon oatmeal I could eat anytime. Um, yeah, it's the, the classic go-to. If I could flavor an oatmeal like sweetly, I, I, I will eat it. So like, I'm not opposed to an oatmeal. So I was curious. I said, you know, like, I, I eat oatmeal from time to time. What's going on here? And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it. And finally, I said, all right, I I guess I got to try this. You're like, all right, your marketing has worked. I'll bite. So I got, I grabbed the Lucky Charms one. Um, brought it home. And it took two days to build up the momentum to be like, all right, let's try this. Let's try this oatmeal here. The momentum to eat cereal-flavored cereal. And it's not cereal flavored. What it is is there's a topping pack that's separate from the oatmeal. Okay, so it's oatmeal with Lucky Charms flavoring. Does it have tiny marshmallows? It does. It does. All right. All right. This is acceptable. And it was pretty good, but it was still hot. I mean, it's still oatmeal. So, like, the marshmallows got a little melty. So, like, it had, like, a, a unique texture to it. Not gross, but different for sure. I mean, that's fair. That's always a good description. Um, I mean, that's what the ladies describe me as. Just waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, joke that was coming. Um, but it, I mean, it was, um, it's okay. It's not bad. I don't know about the, the, whole, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one probably tastes like hot horchata. I don't know if that's a, if that's a good idea or not. Um, the Cocoa Pebbles one is probably the best. Like, chocolate oatmeal is probably a good idea. Mm, never had it, but I assume that people like it. 
I mean, it seems like it would be delicious. Like, doesn't that just sound like a, yeah, I'm a healthy guy, other than, you know, dark chocolate oatmeal. <laughs> well, I mean, I think if you do oatmeal for breakfast, you're allowed to to make it chocolate. Like, I think that that's okay. Yeah, but I just hate dark chocolate. I think it's just a personal bias. It's not dark chocolate. It's Cocoa Pebbles. I know, but I'm saying, like, in my example. Oh. Well, dark chocolate has that real bitter taste to it. It's because I think it's trash. It's not trash, but I think it's trash. I I mean, if you were taking a poll, I don't think anybody likes dark chocolate. Ooh, that is false. I've met people that are like, oh, I like dark chocolate. Savages. All of them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't like dark chocolate at all. I don't even really like white chocolate unless it's paired with peanut butter. Man, you don't like white chocolate? The no. fake chocolate? I only like regular milk chocolate. That's fair. But like, there's something sort of boring about my appetite anyway. That's also fair. You've literally given up eating food because you're like, I just don't really feel like it. Yeah. In which case, true. I responded, what? And then ate your food. <laughs> that's true. There are definitely meals where I'm just like, I don't want any more of this. Uh, it's weird, too, because it'll be odd things like, yeah, I'll be having a like, cheeseburger and then be like, I'm tired of eating the meat out of this. And then you're like, savage child. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Take this. I'm like, happily. What is what is the name of the band? The terrible, terrible 90s band. Um, oh, man. It's going to stick. It's going to bother me now. <laughs> um, I don't even know what bit. I could possibly know this. No, it's it's Savage something or Savage Garden or something like that. Oh man. It might actually be Savage Garden. Um but they would sing like the they were sort of like an electronica band in the nineties, but the lead singer sang like kind of ballady. Mm-hmm. So like oh high pitched and da 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 and then like the music was like Yeah, I love it. Very nineties. Very nineties. The nineties was a great time if you don't remember much of the nineties. Uh, it must it must have been Savage Garden. I mean look we'll, if I'll, I'll look it up. If Savage Garden's in there, we will get it. Um but yeah, so that's that's all I got for the show, so we're done now. Listen to Savage Garden. If it doesn't exist, uh, that's what I'm here for. We're gonna do forty minutes of Savage Garden now. No, um Australian pop duo. Yes. Uh, I think Truly Madly Deeply. Is that one of their albums or songs? Soft Rock Pump. Uh, discography. Alright, there's just like a Savage Garden. I Want You to the Moon and Back. Yep, Truly Madly Deeply. Yeah, I think that was their big hit. I think maybe I Want You was too. Uh, when did this God, how do I do that? Out? Yeah, look at that. Santa Monica, Tears of Pearls. Yeah, Santa Monica. That was one of the hit, that was one of the big songs. Nineteen ninety nine. They only had two albums. Yeah, because they weren't any good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to make a lot of albums when you suck. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Savage Garden, their second album, Affirmation, released on November 9th, nineteen ninety nine. Won the two thousand uh, Aria Music Award for the highest selling album. And then they disappeared forever, right? And they disappeared <laughs> off the face of the planet. That's what happens when you suck. Like, there's this weird thing that we do in music where we're like, this is the best band ever, and then we never want to hear them again. 
affirmation, hold me, I knew I loved you, best thing, crash and burn, chain to you, the animal song. I think it's crash and burn and I knew I loved you were the two hits from that one. Uh, those are the those are the seven singles I released from this album. Seven singles, wow. It's only twelve and then, tracks. And then we never heard from them again. Nope. Two thousand was the last you heard of them. It's been twenty three years. Where's the where's the twenty five year recollection of the Oh god. We missed the twentieth anniversary, Corey. It was last year. We'll be okay. <laughs> Not the twentieth anniversary of affirmation by the Savage Garden. I want to shirt out this is savage garbage. <laughs> it's got all their albums in there. Oh god. It's a Twenty year reunion tour shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sure they made a ton of money and then someone was like, Hey, you guys wanna make another album? And they're like, ah, nah, nah, I'm good. No, no, it's fine. I married a model. I've got I've got like ten million in the bank. Well, I'm alright. Yeah, they might have just retired because they 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 won they got the best selling album of two thousand and then they're like, all right, we're done. Here's the thing: musicians don't retire. Very few music, musicians are ever like, okay, like that was good enough. Yeah, because most of them are like, I, no. I hate to say it, like musicians that like make music for fun and like this is what they do. Yeah, they want to keep making it, but more importantly. Once they reached that level that Savage Garden was at right there, okay, best-selling album of the year, et cetera, et cetera, the tour that you go on at that point, you make like $40, 50000000 million. Are you telling me you wouldn't keep making albums and going on tour after that until you stopped making that kind of money? Yeah. That's Man, the thing. Their name is from the Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> By Anne Rice. Is that that CW show? What are you talking about? What is it? Apparently, it's some it's some TV. Oh, it's a book. Yeah. Oh, the the whole series was like Lestat and the Aaliyah played one of them, and Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt were in one of the movies. Yeah, you know what? Is... That that totally fits with them. They were very okay. It was the '90s, so this wasn't like a big common thing but they were kind of androgynous a little bit they were clearly dudes but they were there was kind of like an element of like what's going on with those guys this is a hilarious third single from okay so they split in 2001 that's what happened they one of the members starting a solo project (laughs) and then the other one worked at a record label I love the idea that in a two-person band, one of them was like, I do everything. <laughs> and the other one was like, I'm the business guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know they were both full of themselves. Two-person band is like, yeah, we're done with this. <laughs> like, two people literally can't... Like, listen... When there's five people in a band, I can see how, like, you can't get it back together because, like, just as you and the bassist are solving your problems, the drummer sleeps with one of your girlfriends. Like, I get it. Like, things get out of control. But when it's just two people, like, you're like, hey, man, we had the best-selling album last year. You don't think we can put this together? Like, really? And the other one's like, no, I never want to work with you again. (laughs) 
Oh man, he's got so many solo albums, <laughs> and no one's ever heard of him. I don't even know his name. Uh, his name is Please something Hayes. If no. it was Ed Sheeran, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> the other member of Savage Garden was Ed Sheeran the whole time. You're like, holy crap, he was Ed, the talent. Ed, Ed Sheeran is actually like 50 years old because he's been making music <laughs> since he was 20 in 2000. <laughs> that'd be awesome. His I would name like that is Darren Stanley Hayes. Darren Hayes. No, I've never heard of them. I have no idea who that is. Maybe he's just like a really big, yeah. He's so he's got. Oh man, what? What? All right. So he's got it. So his first album was like two a year after they split up. It's called Spin. All right. Okay, so that means he was working on that album when they were still a band. Just right. Way. Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Two years later is Tension in the Spark. Two thousand four. Okay. Two thousand seven is this delicate thing we've made. So real emo. <laughs> <laughs> Fairy my, Angels and Airwaves. My favorite one is the 2011 album Secret Codes and Battleships, which I'm pretty sure is just a game of battleship. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They were like the most uh, there was something like Apparently, apparently this album absolutely slapped. It got like four stars. <laughs> Secret codes and battleships. Yeah, <laughs> four stars from who? Did he do his own reviews on Amazon? Like Digital Spy. <laughs> I don't know who these people. Are. Have you heard of them? <laughs> right. Have you heard of Digital Spy? No. <laughs> it's because it's Donald Hayes' own <laughs> website. He was like, I'll start a website, too. That'll show So up. you got awards and nominations, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, top of Pops Award. It's like, work himself. <laughs> top fan site won. And then he got, like, nominated for a bunch of other stuff that doesn't matter. God. So you remember when we were... Uh, this is a little behind the scenes. Remember when we were initially talking to... The Sportify guy. Yeah. And he was talking about how, like, oh, if you want to get some of these people, all you got to do is, like, create a fake award and then give it to them and they'll come on your show, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they were going to – remember they were going to pay us, like, pretty good money to make a fake award for somebody? And we'd really be out here. Who – I don't remember who it was, though. Do you remember who it was? No. I don't remember now. But they, he was like, yeah, yeah, you can totally get them. Uh, we'll have them on the show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the – like his people were gonna pay us to make the award and then give it to the guy. They were never gonna pay us. We, that I mean, if they didn't pay us, I wasn't gonna give him an award. So, I mean, that's fair. But like, I didn't remember. Like, we basically like kind of went around and around about it. And finally, we kind of landed on like, uh, that's too shady. That's what it sounds like this guy was doing here, where he was like, "This album is gonna win awards no matter what." Yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> But only, but only the ones, and only in two thousand two on his spin album. <laughs> and apparently, he has another album called "We Are Smug," which is a a collab album with Robert Conley. Am I just diving into Australian music? Is that what's happening right now? Yeah, yeah. You're about to click on like the greatest Australian country singer or something. Oh man, he this guy plays the synthesizer. You know he's cool. Oh. What a terrible instrument. Oh, dude, I don't know. He, he 
he was an engineer on Mark Anthony songs. Maybe he's pretty good. <laughs> it's all, I love when people have random credits like that. They're like, uh, is he any good? Well, he played. He was the engineer on Mark Anthony's last album. Oh, okay. Well, bring him in. And see what he does. Penelope Austin. I don't know who that is, but I feel like I've seen the name before. Um, the Coy Boys. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's meant terrible. to be Australian. The Voice Australia season five. Here I am. I've made it. <laughs> I've made it to Australian <laughs> obscurity. Oh my god! Get out of there before you get sucked in any further. You can start saying good day, oh, mate. I'm standing upside down. I'm already here. <laughs> the toilet spins the other way, Corey. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I hate synthesizers, though. And when my buddy was in Ludo, and I guess they're recording. I need to, I need to reach out to him and double check all that. See what's yeah, going tell on. tell him we need to have him on the show so we can talk about Ludo because I've I've literally heard about this band since I was a kid and either never seen any of these people <laughs> like at this That's point true. i'm just taking your word for it <laughs> they may not exist in that case no i mean we were all uh actually the drummer is the one who we're all friends with he we were all together at patrick's wedding uh three years ago um and they weren't recording yet at that point but then they released that song over halloween last year and they, that was after they did the two sellout shows over the summer. So, like, I think they said that they were getting back together just to see what was going on. I need to – this might be illegal information to have, but I don't really – it's fine. I mean, is he really uh, going to come after you for it? No, not really. Um, I'm probably the last person saying nice things in public about them because of how everything went. But it's okay. But they have a guy who plays the Woog. And when he corrects, it's it's a synthesizer. And when oh. I called it a synthesizer, and he corrected me to tell me it's a woog, and I almost laughed in his face, but everyone else looked so serious. Look, man, he knows what he plays. It's not a synthesizer. It's a woog. That's fair. He went on to be a national fairly, woog champion, <laughs> a fairly prominent radio host in L.A. Oh, look at that! Yeah, he had. He was the guy though who like. He basically built like a super Rolodex. He was the guy who kept everyone's content info and stayed in touch with everybody they met. Like, had Ludacris's personal cell phone number and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, not not, not Ludacris. Sorry, Nelly, because they were based out of St. Louis. Right. They actually did a bunch of stuff with Nelly and the Lunatics. Apparently, back in the day. Back in my day, I knew Nelly very well. Did you ever see? He went on some rap podcast like a year ago Nelly did and basically put all of the lunatics on blast I mean like I don't know it's not really that news to me anymore I was fascinated by it because he got like deep in the business side of it um basically he goes he goes when 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 I book shows nobody ever asks hey Nelly can you and the lunatics come out they always ask if I can come out then I pay to bring the lunatics out so, like, the lunatics were cut into my end, blah, 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 blah. And then, apparently, when they did their deals, they didn't get writing credit built into their deal for their songs. So, like, they're not the writer of record for some of their music, so they don't get paid when the lunatic tracks play. Oh, man. And Nelly's like, that ain't my problem. Like, my deal's set. Like, I don't know how you didn't set your deal up that way. And I was watching the interview, and I was like, "Man, he's really kind of, really kind of hammering him." He's going in, dude. 
Yeah, that would be really embarrassing. Can you imagine being a rapper and like you're not getting paid for your songs? Yeah, I mean, I I can imagine it happens a lot of the time. Yeah, but you got to think like that's one of the reasons you sign with a label to be with your rappers to get royalties. Yeah, that's true. Like, this is the whole point. Right. I can't wait till like, they randomly find my song on TikTok and it's trending on Spotify for three weeks for no reason. Right, like I'm here for the royalties. Like I want the eight lawyers to fight for my dollars. That's why I'm even signing. That's the whole point. But yeah, point man, for I, you. I was I watching know. it and I was just kind of fascinated by the idea that like they screwed that up so bad. I was like, what? Um, but yeah, apparently he gave him like he had a studio in his own home and he was letting them all use it. And one of the or one or two of them were actually making their own albums in his home studio that were going to go to other labels, like not to his label. Okay, I understand why he's upset now. (laughs) Yeah, like they weren't even paying him or anything because he's like, yeah, you guys do whatever because he thought it was all for them. Wrong. That's why you got to remember loyalties. You really do. That's I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to is you got to be cool to the people. That's Um, uh, thanks. Twenty one Savage. That one song is is very sad. Ball without you, oof. <laughs> I have no comment. I don't even know what you're referencing right now. It's a song called "Ball Without You" by Twenty One Savage. And I'm guessing he's dead. Is that? No, he's not. He's not dead. He's just talking about how like he's like I don't care about love. It's just an emotion. I want loyalty. And he has, he's having to break up with his girl or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. It's you a sad it red man breakup song. It, it's. It's very That's hard. Fair. Oh, you know what? You know what every rapper does do that I love is the the uh, question song where they're like, "If I wasn't rich, would you love me? If I wasn't balling, would you love me?" I love that. I always love that song. Every rapper does it. Yeah, I always like that one. Uh, all right, it's we're another, gonna jump out to a classic. break. We, <laughs> we're gonna jump out to a break here, and when we come back, we've got another you know fifteen minutes of meandering, confusing, Savage Garden rap talking nerd thug radio. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back on this Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. You are tuned in to 104.5 or 106.1, the sister stations, or you're streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com, or you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Anchor, whatever, Acast, all the different things that exist, Satchel, Google Play, uh, Facebook Podcast green room or whatever it's called i don't know whatever anywhere you're listening to your podcast and listening to us that's where you are i'm like a gps that's how helpful that was yeah turn left now (laughs) always too late 
Uh, the other day I was driving and I was trying to get to an apartment to do some uh, some work on the food, some work with the food truck guys. And it like the street it had me turn on was totally closed. Nice. Like, you love to see it. I was like, it's overgrown with grass. This isn't a street, you dumb machine. And then as I passed it, it was like rerouting, rerouting. Re- I was like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> shut up. It's like for the longest time it didn't know because there was a bunch of construction over on 290. Like, oh, I can't even imagine what I thought 290 looks like. Oh man, it was like it was like, all right, just stay on 290. Well, like this is the beltway, but thanks. <laughs> like 290. Yep. Congratulations. And then they're like, oh, what are you doing? You're supposed to get on the beltway. I was like, I'm already on it. And then it's like, oh, congratulations. You're on the right track. And it's like, yeah, I already knew that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the beltway for 10 minutes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, 290 was such a... I mean, is it is it actually finished now? It's pretty much done. Pretty much? Or there, is there still construction at all? Or Yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, the extra tiny roads that, like, that are, like, the extra X's they have to, but, like, for the most part, it's done. I don't even know what that looks like at this point. It's 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 a lot of lanes. It's way more than I anticipate. When I when I start driving over, I was like, "This is two ninety. Why do I have like nine lanes? What's happening? <laughs> who who else is on this road?" But two ninety was useless for like fifteen years. So <laughs> yeah, because no no one wants to go on it because they're like, "Ah, two ninety is garbage. Just go the other way." <laughs> right. We'll just go. And now they're just used to the other way. The other yeah, way has so much traffic that they had to expand the side streets to four lanes. Right. They were like, we better add two more lanes over here, too. There's a lot of traffic. <laughs> you know, this is a lot of traffic. I think I need to put more lanes here. Really, it was just because 290 was a hot mess. God. I I mean, when the Houston Chronicle starts doing pieces about, like, oh, by this time next year, 290 will actually be totally open. You're like, wow. Wow. You're like, Didn't this close in, like, 2004? They were working on that road so long. I don't. Between when your dad moved into that neighborhood and when he passed, I don't know that he that two ninety wasn't under construction. <laughs> that might be true. I'm, I'm I'm trying to honestly think about like when when you, you guys would have moved out there. It was right before she had Victoria. Victoria's what twenty five? No, she is twenty seven. <laughs> Oh right, I'm 38. That's right. Yeah. Um. I maybe, but it would have been like four lanes back then. <laughs> yeah, it would have been the edge. Yeah, it would have been the baby version of 290, and then they would have closed it like around like 2003 or 2002, and then it never like it was never done and it was never finished <laughs> until probably now ish like now ish 20 years of construction i'm pretty sure solid that's how you know your road work is good i don't i don't i don't understand i mean look i have a, i have a large appreciation for houston roadways considering like i'm dri- dri- having driven to other states it's awful <laughs> Yeah, and there are places that are way worse in how they design everything. Dallas, Fort Worth, is laid out super poorly. Yeah, my favorite, my least favorite road, the one I always like to rag on, is Georgia because they have the stupid spirally exits and like on ramps that look really cool when you're like going over in like a helicopter and you see like the big like butterfly type deal in the roadway. 
but then you realize you have to drive across oncoming traffic to get onto the freeway. <laughs> so stupid. It like it's like, man, what kind of genius designed this one? They're like, yeah, and then you, you do this big loop around, and if you miss your exit, you have to drive for 20 extra minutes and right. then get off and then make sure that you're not in heavy traffic because you won't be able to cross because you have to cross in front of people who are driving the opposite direction of you at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't understand that, where, when you, where it'll dump you off the freeway into a two-lane road, and the lane you're crossing into is coming at you instead of with you. Like, what kind of genius level, like, yes, you know what the most tragic traffic accident you can have head-on collisions? What if we just made those infinitely more possible? Right. What if we, what if all of our off, what if all of our off-ramps dumped you into one of those? Yeah. Man, isn't, isn't, isn't designing traffic great? I love it. Our roadways have at least 90% more head-on collisions now. It turns out the people who designed our roadways was actually the crows. I knew it. Petty. Yeah. yeah. Tiny they had a, petty birds. They had a civics roads division for a long time. And uh, they were, oddly enough, the cheapest bidder on all the projects. I think there's like, a... We'll do it for 2,000 shirt buttons. And they're like, ooh, that's a pretty good price. I would have done it for three, but man, I can't compete with that. Gentlemen, we'll need your buttons. And just like start picking them off their little shirts, <laughs> like ah, in, the, in the conference room where they make the deal. They're like, "Okay, that's a deal." The birds just start stripping them down right there, and he's like, "We were going to ship them to you." <laughs> Crow's like, "No, nah, that's cool. We got it." <laughs> All right, there's sixty in this room, boys. Fan out. <laughs> you owe us fourteen hundred more, Jimmy. We'll come back for that, and if you try to leave, just remember that I know who you are, and I will find you. I'm like, I will find you. Crows are the <laughs> Liam Neeson of birds. <laughs> uh, with a degree in civics engineering. Yeah, look, they're, they're productive. They are moderate to fair city planners. Moderate to fair city planners. And hardcore ruthless on pettiness. <laughs> They were like, who's going to miss a few more people? Certainly not us crows, you know what I'm saying? I know where you live. <laughs> we'll be back. But yeah, I, uh, I I don't know why they do that. It doesn't make sense to dump you right in oncoming traffic like that. But that is exactly what they do with it. Yeah, I think it's literally because it looks cool and they're like, look at me, I'm the bad boy of engineering. I think it's just stupid. <laughs> And it's got to happen regularly that someone just T-bones somebody. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just blows them up like that. Yeah, like drunk, distracted, like people get into stupid car accidents with people going the same direction. Imagine if you're going opposite directions. (laughs) Well, exactly. And and just think about the idea, forget drunk or distracted or any of that, like a hill. That's all it takes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't didn't see you for a half second because you're... By the time I look down and up or just over this hill, I, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm going 70. You're going 50. This will be fun. Yeah. By my calculations, we have about no time before we hit each other. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. 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 All right, my, what, am, 
Speaking but, of brilliant, go ahead and tell everybody about the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more. Ah, uh, yes, the Adventure Begins comics, games, and more is open and in full operating hours. You don't need a mask anymore to come inside, but if you want to wear one, and if you want to be a bit more safe, they do still have delivery and curbside options available. And they have some events rolling back up if I don't lose my mind. Here it is. So, Friday, July 9th, is the Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. Saturday, July 10th at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon meetup. At 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That's Warhammer Tabletop. And also July 10th at 6 p.m. is Even More Magic Time. This is the Commander Meetups for Magic the Gathering. Roll right there at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. A fantastic store with wonderful staff. All your nerd needs right there. Comic books, board games, card games, your manga. All right there at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. Off of 1488. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Show me your manga. Yeah. Uh, I do like that place, though. They're awesome. I I love the adventure begins. Everybody's so great there. Bill's awesome. Um, I got it with Chaz on some stuff, too. But, yeah, overall, the adventure begins. Amazing place. Make sure you're going. I have fun news. All right, all right, all right. Do you remember my massive read pile of comic books? Yes. We're down to maybe like 14. Man, how big was this pile? <laughs> it was probably like 50 books. All right. Been making progress. We're in like two or three a day. Like I was going to say, it's going to be really unimpressive if you were like 17. <laughs> yeah. I read three books. We're working on it. Progress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it definitely. Um, I gotta tell you, all the X books kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit. They they all kind of slowed down to do this Hellfire Gala thing. Um, I'm just not that. Imp- I don't know. Womp womp womp. The big reveal is that they terraformed Mars. We talked about this two weeks ago, last week, somewhere in there. Yeah, something just, like that. Overall, I, mm, mm. I get that we're going to the next chapter here, and we're about to have a X Men superhero team and all sorts of fun stuff. But I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. You're just not excited about this stuff? I don't know. Like, I, I, Yeah, I'm not. Like, I think the X-Force book is bad. Um, X-Factor, they canceled at issue 10. I don't know what their plans are there. Children of the <laughs> Atom is kind of meandering. New Mutants isn't good at all. Oh, no. All these books. Hellions is the only one that's kind of interesting, and that was getting – leading into it was one of my least favorites. That one at least has kind of turned interesting. Um, do you think it's just too many books? No, I know. I just think they kind of failed in their execution of them. Uh-oh. I mean, the X Men book didn't have X Men in it. It wasn't. It was about like the big moments going on on the island, but it wasn't even an X Men team. They weren't fighting anybody. Nothing was happening. Um, X Factor. The bigger problem is like the action has been really kind of poorly done. They're doing a ton of character stuff. But there's not enough on-panel action. They were fighting Siren, who had like a mystic entity in her, and they didn't very clearly show or explain how they fought it. Like, I didn't get what was going on. And I'm a, like, 
20 year comic book reader. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt stupid. Like, I was like, what happened? Like, like, what's going on here? I literally read it twice because, like, not You're like, like I don't think I got what is happening. Yeah. I had to reread the battle. Like, they break up into teams and they go off and they're just doing their own little part of it. And I'm like, why are they doing that? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> just wasn't that. I don't know. So that wasn't cool. I didn't enjoy that. Um, New Mutants is, I think it's just too much going on. They've actually already changed writers once on New Mutants, so clearly they thought it needed a change too. Mm. Uh, and Vita Ayala, who is writing it, she's a friend of the show. She's been on the show before. We've interviewed her. I really, really like her. But it's not a, there's just there's too many storylines going on, and it's just kind of hard to kind of keep track of who what's happening to people. Right. This one's basically, a little too busy. Well, basically, New Mutants takes all of the... If you're not in one of the other titles, and you were a New Mutant, uh, X-Force, Generation X, uh, Young X-Men, any of the other kid titles, you're all in this book. Oh, that's way too many characters. It's a ton. There's a lot going on. So it's hard to kind of follow. Like, I feel like that's the whole point of having so many. <laughs> like, the reason we have so many X books is because there is a lot of X Men. Right. Um, like, your character, your favorite character, Brain Chain Girl, No Girl is actually her name. She's in New Mutants. Oh, nice. Brain Chain is there, finally. But getting some brain chain respect. But she's, she's like one of 90 characters in this right. book. <laughs> right. And there's just a lot going on. I don't, it's just not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if I was doing X-Force, here's what I would do. And we don't have a ton of time. But, like, they're making X-Force where Beast is making all these weird, unethical decisions, but it's all bad. And the big reveal is it's Dark Beast, because they're actually in the Apocalypse timeline. That would be kind of funny. Um, No, they just... The big reveal at the end of the issue that they just had was that they got hacked. Someone else took over his plant people that he'd been using. Mm. But, if I was... if you really have an X-Force book where X-Men, Krakoa is a mutant nation, X-Force would really be going and doing, like, pro-mutant stuff in nations that are anti-mutant. Like, it would be destabilizing governments. It would be fostering revolutions and regime changes that more favor the Krakoan administration. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like a modern CIA. You would have, like, disavowed mutants out in the world doing black ops stuff. They're not doing that. I don't know, dude. It's just not kind of... It would really make a whole lot of sense. It's it, What it is, is... I don't think they thought big enough with some of these concepts. Like, if you're doing this thing where the X-Men are an island nation now of their own people, they have their own laws, their own rights, then you gotta... Everything has to escalate, like, together. Yeah, because, I mean pretty big deal especially when you know this is a massive chunk of your power populace and a lot of the a lot of the books just didn't they didn't go big enough i think we need we need more this is why they have a new planet now right like they have a new planet but everything that's going on in the books is all on, like on the island still i don't know dude so i don't know all right that being said we're basically out of time today um, we've we hit it on weird notes the last couple of weeks. 
<laughs> like this is we've, we've spent too much time talking about random stuff like Australian synth pop music. I, I swear to God, I think I'm like at one of the radio festivals I went to. Someone gave me a Savage Garden like five song CD or something. Probably exists somewhere. They were such a big deal. Finger quotes. Um, all right. All that being said, on behalf of Little Brother Nico, on behalf of myself, the Eventual Games, Comics, Games, and more. Same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. Uh, guys, you guys are not getting the shots. The vaccination rates are not going so great. They're saying we might not return immunity until 2022, if even then. Guys, I'm not putting the freedom mask back on. Let's do this. All right, let's get our stuff together. Um, all that being said, please tune in to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio tomorrow night at 11 p.m. And if not, Come hang out with us right here on these two stations, 24.5, 106.1, at 2 p.m. on Monday. All right. Bye, guys. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventures league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.